But if I see tens of thousands of ballots being manipulated, I can't go along with that. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. It is Friday, April 28th. 2023. So if you hang on to the end of the podcast, I'm going to have a cigar review. Romeo and Julieta Reserve. So I started out one of the first, one of my first favorite brands was Romeo and Julieta. But let's uh, let's get into the news. For Friday, April 28th, the Biden regime is set to trigger another mortgage crisis with incentive lending to to borrowers who are at risk. Similar things happened in the lead up to the 2008 financial crisis with uh, predatory lending to ill-equipped borrowers. They were given low rates, uh, variable rate mortgages, which basically let them get into homes they couldn't really afford. So similar things are gonna be done now um, because Biden wants to grow the economy that way by extending lending, but that's not gonna work. It's gonna ruin the economy even further. And there's some people who are kind of mad about that because the incentive lending is going to people that are ill-equipped to handle loans while people who have good credit um, are gonna be stuck with high interest rates. Also, Americans weren't surprised to see the old man pretending to be president using a cheat sheet at a press conference. But as we know, the Democrats and the media team up to give the impression there's an amicable, there's not an amicable relationship when there actually is. They they help each other all the time, um, which is unfortunate. But as we know, the Democrats and the media have teamed up before, like an instance with Hillary Clinton when a CNN contributor leaked debate questions to her uh, before the 2016 presidential election. And there is a reason, or there was a reason I never really liked Steven Crowder. You know, I don't, I don't have a problem with him per se, but there's, you know, I'm a pretty good judge of character, so. I never really liked him. I think maybe he was too arrogant. I don't know. But anyway, uh, some new video released of him uh, since he aired his dirty laundry about his uh, marriage breakup. He, uh, I guess his wife uh, leaked some ring camera footage of an argument he was having with his pregnant wife at the time, which uh, portrays him in a very poor light. So I'll be covering these stories and more. More important news coming up as well, but don't forget to engage the channel. Like, subscribe, share, comment down below. So let's get into it. 
So we're going to start off here with the uh, Washington Examiner. Biden is making you subsidize mortgage for deadbeats. So basically, that's what the policy is. As I mentioned uh, just previously, that they're going to make uh, home buyers today face a number of challenges and obstacles aside from all the pain normally associated with the process of finding a house and assembling the paperwork to apply for a mortgage. They're also facing an environment in which interest rates are more than twice of what they were just two years ago. The difference between the low 2.68 rate of December 2020 and last week's 6.94, that's almost 7%, rate means that despite the cooling of national housing market, home buyers are getting a lot less for their money considering, and then it goes into it. And yes, housing is pulled back in the most of the hottest markets, but even enormous home price declines of 20 to 30% do not make up such a steep increase in the cost of borrowing. In short, unless you're buying with cash, uh, something few people could actually afford to do. You're not enjoying the benefits of downturn of housing prices. Naturally, President Joe Biden, the Federal Housing Finance Agency, the entity that regulates Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, has found a way to make things even worse, specifically for home buyers who have paid their bills responsibly and accumulated good credit histories. It's all in the name of equity. You see, starting May 1st, if you have a credit score north of 680, Biden wants to charge you extra fees that come out to about uh, $40 a month on a $400,000 mortgage. That money you will get to subsidize mortgages for people with smaller down payments and lower credit scores. That is to say, people who don't like to pay their bills on time or borrow money and outright fail to pay it back. So that's the Washington Examiner's take on it. Basically, you're subsidizing risk uh, for the banks um, who are going to be forced to lend to people who don't qualify. So this is from Fox News. Biden's mortgage redistribution plan may burden one minority group the most. Asian Americans already face higher mortgage denial rates despite higher credit scores. So that's one uh, aspect of it. And then moving on to more Biden news, uh, this is from Newsweek, White House defends Biden's cheat sheet with reporters' questions. If you didn't see the picture that showed that obviously a photographer there zoomed in on his little cheat sheet, which had a reporter's name, how to pronounce her name, which was, a, it was an Armenian name, which is, shouldn't really be hard for any educated person to pronounce, but it had the pronunciation there anyway. And she was from the Los Angeles Times asking a question about chip production or, or some other nonsense like that. But this isn't the first time that uh, the Democrats teamed up with people in the media. This is also from the Washington Examiner from 2017. Donna Brazil finally admits she shared debate questions with the Hillary Clinton campaign. Now, veteran Democratic operative Donna Brazil finally admitted she used her former position at CNN as a CNN commentator to relay questions ahead of the debates to Hillary Clinton during the Democratic primary. CNN cuts ties with Donna Brazil after the hacked emails show she gave Hillary Clinton campaign debate debate questions so you never would have known any of this you never would have known any of this if it wasn't for the email hack i guess which is referring to the podesta emails wikileaks revealed that she had provided questions to the hillary clinton campaign in advance of a town hall debate hosted the emails showed that Brazil, whose role at CNN contributor, was suspended in July after she took over for departing DNC chair, chair Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who was also relieved because there was funny business with the primary 
that technically Bernie Sanders won the primary and was the Democratic nominee, but the DNC screwed him out of that. Um, and the main culprit there was Debbie Wasserman Schultz. So she had to step down as DNC chair, but she's still a, congr a congressperson for Florida. So CNN denies any wrongdoing and puts it all on Donna Brazil. Um, but they're very cozy. And if it wasn't found out through the leaked emails, none would be the wiser. The Daily Gazette also reported CNN parts ways with Donna Brazil, a Clinton supporter. CNN said money that the network had severed ties with a Democratic stat strategist. Now, this is what I was talking about before, influencer, influencer. So Steven Crowder is a, a very popular YouTuber, don't get me wrong. And uh, I don't have any problems with his show, per perhaps. Um, I, don't, I don't particularly like his personality. That's just me. Um, but one of the ma main reasons I didn't like his personality is because I thought he was kind of arrogant. And um, I particularly don't like arrogant people. People think I'm arrogant, but you have to draw the line between arrogant and confident. Confident doesn't mean arrogant. Arrogant means that when your wife is eight months pregnant and she wants to take the car because she needs some space, you want to prevent her from doing so. Now, I told my wife this a long time ago when we first, you know, we were still in our honeymoon period and we had bought a house and um, she didn't want me to leave and f she physically prevented me from leaving the house and I told her I could call the police because that is in fact kidnapping. You can't restrain somebody's freedom of movement um, and prohibiting your, your pregnant wife from taking the car is just ridiculous. Whatever you're, you know, you're having an argument, if someone wants to leave, they should be allowed to leave, so. But you should look at the video, it doesn't, and I'm not saying that people, especially video in your own, that's why I don't have video in my own home, is that people that are, have been uh, drinking alcohol or whatever, and, and you get into an argument with your loved one, you know, you say things you regret, and I understand all of that. Uh, but this guy started to air his dirty laundry about his divorce, and so his wife went out and, um, or the, his, the family of his wife or, or her attorney went out and put out this video, this ring camera video of them on their back porch arguing, whatever. He, he comes across as kind of a dick. So I always thought he was kind of a dick, just his personality. That doesn't dissuade me from approving from what he does on his show and the type of show he has and his popularity is all understandable. Disturbing new video, this is from the New York Post, disturbing new video shows conservative commentator Steven Crowder warning his then heavily pregnant wife fucking watch it while berating her for not following orders to do wifely duties. <laughs> uh, very misogynistic, I would have to say. I never, you know, when I refer to my wife as doing, doing wifely duties, <laughs> it's usually something sexual. <laughs> Um, the Washington Post, New York set to pass first statewide, statewide law banning gas in new construction. What the fuck? And you should have watched uh, Trump spoke yesterday in New Hampshire. What a great speech. You should all check it out. I think it's on right side among on any other places. Many other places. I think the Washington Examiner has it also. But watch it in full. What a great campaign speech. And uh, one of uh, Trump's promises is you're allowed to have gas stoves anywhere in the country. That's one of his promises. Among many campaign promises, promises made, promises kept from his last campaign. Um, but of course, Hochul and, and New York, they're going absolutely berserk. Gas is a clean, natural gas is a clean burning fossil fuel. 
uh, clean, way cleaning, clean, I have gas, way cleaner than, um, than oil. And so, you know, we rarely have to clean our furnace or, or what have you. Um, and this whole bit about it, letting pollutants into your house when you're cooking with gas, it's just, it's just, it's just maddening to see what they're trying to do and people are going along with it. Um, it just shows the PSYOP is really working on about 50% of the population. The Wall Street Journal is reporting in a couple, uh, in one AI story, I clothed myself with AI, she fooled my bank and my family. Our columnist replaced herself with an AI voice and video to see how human-like the tech can be. The results were eerie. We don't have to go into the story to figure out what the hell's going on there? If you can clone yourself with AI, can AI clone you and impersonate you? Or could some malfeasant do the same? I mean, this is just all, and this is one of the things um, that Tucker Carlson put out, and I wish Donald Trump would address too, is um, how we progress with science and whether or not we should put the brakes on certain scientific procedures, whether it's... Um, DNA, cloning, AI, uh, there are a great variety of, of, of things um, as science is progressing in that we should probably put the brakes on or at least have committees there to um, outline ethics and explore ethical questions uh, resulting from these scientific um, procedures, these scientific discoveries, and um, et cetera. This is from San Francisco Gate, SF Gate. Replica wanted to end loneliness with lurid AI bot that its users revolted in 2015. And then it goes into the uh, CEO of the San Francisco chat bot startup, Luca. This woman had access to resources few others had, including a team of engineers who specialized in training AI to replicate specific voices, as we saw in the last piece. In early 2016, she sent her teen hundreds of, uh, to use hundreds of this woman's text messages and asked them to use messages to train the chatbot called Roman. Her experience with Roman and the responses from beta users drove her to launch a customizable chatbot called Replica in 2018 after two years in beta, aiming to help solve what Kudia this woman sees an ongoing pandemic of loneliness. Her vision has resonated. Millions of people have built relationships with their own personalized instance of Replica's core product, which the company brands the AI companion who cares. Each bot begins with a standardized template, free tiers, get friend, while $70 premium, it can represent a mentor, a sibling, or most popular option, a romantic partner. Each uncanny valley-esque chatbot has the personality and appearance that be customized by its partner slash user who likes to talk back. Not gonna get into that any further. We've already crossed into the creepy zone. Just moving on, and we don't have to go any further. Uh, I have explained earlier how, how many dangers there are are lurking in this. Again, this progression of AI, uh, releasing it out, and, and right now it's mimicking and learning and growing uh, in intelligence exponentially by the day, by the hour, really. And um, we should put the brakes on it immediately, and somebody should put up the red, red flag, uh, especially because OpenAI is now run by Bill Gates, who in its, his, his self is creepy and uh, worrisome. 
So moving on to other news, the, the Guardian, Cleopatra was a light-skinned Egypt, tells Netflix in Row Over Drama, casting of a black actor in upcoming docudrama has angered groups in Egypt who say this is a falsification of Egyptian history. Indeed. So black uh, uh, Africans who are black are sub-Saharan Africans. Throughout history, northern Africans above the Sahara have been Semite, uh, not swarthy looking, uh, not white, but swarthy looking, Middle Eastern looking, whether it's Palestinian or Israeli or Arabian or Persian or whatever. Northern Africans have been light skinned. And in history, this... You know, I don't want to get racist or anything here, but historically, this, the uh, 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 sub-Saharan Africans were used in the Egyptian court as eunuchs. And you could look into the anthropology of this. It's, it's pretty well documented. So sub-Saharan Africans were not part of African royalty and Cleopatra was not black as in we know sub-Saharan Africans as black as being like Kenyan or Nigerian or what have you. So um, so that's true. And also it, it's relatively, that applies to Ethiopian um, royalty as well. As you can see in Ethiopia, they're not very dark-skinned black. Um, they're very light-skinned and have uh, a lot of times different, more Semitic features so it's very uh, doubtful that even um the queen of ethiopia bathsheba that she was black black as well and that has nothing to do with skin color really shouldn't matter i mean and that was the thing that they always feared is africa uh coming together as a unified not a unified state but a pan-africanism that even muammar Gaddafi and uh the libyan leader was pushing for was something that the greater world, the Western powers feared. Because Libya also, Muammar Gaddafi and Libya had tons of gold and they wanted to take Africans and make their own monetary standard, a gold-based standard, which was gonna blow the financial world up. But nobody wants to talk about that and nobody knows where the gold went. Why don't you ask Hillary Clinton? Um, from the Daily Mail, record one in four high school students say they're gay, bisexual, questioning their sexuality. Official CDC data shows double the amount of 2015, obviously. There's a cultural thing going on, which is um, understandable. It's quite a cultural thing going on. So people obviously want to do the new thing. And so that's why they're doing all this. But the reason the cultural thing came about in the first place was a chemical induction of endocrine disrupting chemicals, mostly plastics, uh, chemicals that leached out of plastic, um, particularly, but also glyphosate and other uh, herbicide products used on the food that um, we can't say purposefully, but it, it seems that the, the producers of these products knew that they would have some uh, endocrine disrupting capabilities. And because of all this, and some people, uh, their hormones were fucked up because of these chemicals, then they introduce a culture where it's okay. You know, there's no questioning the why all the, you know, one in four people are gay now. And I don't have a problem with people that are homosexual at all. 
um, what as an adult, whatever you choose to do um, sexually, whatever your sexual perversions might be, you know, it's a free secular country. So it's, it's a pluralistic, you know, whatever you want to do. Great. But what I'm saying is there's a rise in, in, in hormonal, uh, there's, a, there's a disruption in normal hormonal levels that may lead way to more homosexual people. As like Alex Jones said, um, there's chemicals in the water that make the frogs gay. So this might have been set up and then they introduce a culture that is welcoming to, to people um, that have uh, maybe some hormonal issues to the point where they get gender dysphoria. They might feel like a woman because their uh, testosterone is so low or vice versa. We don't know. But there's something to be looked at because you can look at the sperm levels and you look at hormone levels and everything. There is something going on scientifically. You, uh, one third of U.S. teen girls seriously considered attempting suicide in 2001. The number of teen girls who made a suicide plan also increased from 2019. ABC News is reporting. Um, obviously, and especially if you have some sort of gender dysphoria, this might lend to emotional problems that teens have anyway. And to be honest, the culture isn't very accepting and very understanding with people uh, questioning, people having emotional problems that have to deal with uh, their questions about reality. So this is from the Gateway Pundit, Nashville Police to release manifesto of trans shooter they discovered in her vehicle. Um, and there has been uh, quite a dust up about this as to whether, why the FBI and the Nashville police withheld the manifesto um, that would give some clue into why this person shot up the school. And it, indeed, we knew and we do know um, that the manifesto will be released with portions of it redacted. So we know we'll never get to the real truth. Um, but apparently, like the bank shooter in Louisville, they're both leftists and they wanted to give gun ownership uh, a bad name and to give uh, right uh, right-leaning conservatives a bad name and because I had some questions of why she re uh, wore a red hat I'm sorry he wore a red hat uh, and there's the reason because why would somebody on the left wear something that could be uh, conflated or confused with a MAGA supporter and that's the reason but they didn't want to put that out there that there might be leftists committing mass shootings uh, because they want to blame conservatives or gun rights advocates New York Post reports a Marine recruiter accused of grooming, raping Long Island high school student was a former sexual assault advocate. Um, none of this surprises me because um, usually people that are involved in nasty perversions want to get uh, access to children. So they want to be around children or people that are emotionally damaged or what have you. So it's access is always the key motivation behind um, sexual predators. So whether it's women, just women or it's children or whatever. So the Washington Post reports a sharp, a sharp economic slowdown triggers new recession fears. We're in a recession already. So you should be fearing about a depression, which is coming. 
I've reported on this before. This is from Arkamax. Knife in the back, Havana syndrome victims dispute report dismissing their cases. If you didn't see um, the Pentagon and the United States government released a report saying that Havana syndrome wasn't electronically induced through a uh, electronic weapon, uh, electronic wave weapon, um, a frequency weapon. Um, it was just happened to be a coincidence with certain people getting sick and they said it was uh, psychosomatic in some cases. U.S. News and World Report, Kremlin plays down idea that Russia is preparing a nuclear weapons test. Um, they are, this is more saber rattling because I'm telling you, if you back these, if you back Russia into a corner, given their history, they're gonna do something rash. Desperate people do desperate things. Don't put them in that position. Um, in one instance, I, I agree with Xi Jinping, there should be a ceasefire. And uh, I agree with Ron DeSantis, there should be a ceasefire declared immediately. And uh, the United States and NATO, instead of provoking this war and, and perpetuating this war, they should be uh, advocating a peace deal immediately. Because the people that are really paying the price, the ultimate price here, are the Ukrainians. And if you care about the Ukrainians, you wouldn't keep marching them off to slaughter. And from political, is Trump inevitable? Some in the GOP are starting to wonder. It's still quite early, but the parade of sycophants to Mar-a-Lago worries Chris Christie and others who've rejected the ex-president. It's Trump. It, it's Trump. I'm sorry, old Republicans, but the new Republicans have taken control of the party, whether you like it or not. So um, you got to get rid of Mitch McConnell and all the rhinos and coalesce behind Trump. As much as I like DeSantis, if he doesn't want to get on the ticket, he should just fall back and support Trump. Or you want to wait in the, the background to see if Trump has to leave the race for one reason or another. He's got a bunch of legal issues. Great. You want to be the fallback guy? Great. You want to be the relief pitcher? Uh, I'm all for that. But if you go up against Trump, you're going to go down. And the Hill reports pressure mounts on DeSantis to fight back harder against Trump. This is the mistake. This is the mistake by Max Greenwood. There's Max Greenwood. <laughs> If you have a if you have a mustache, you're either a cop or you're gay. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with either of those things, but it's like who has just a mustache? You know, unless maybe you're a motorcycle, you know, hell's angel or something. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is growing pressure to strike back harder against Donald Trump amid recent political setbacks and near constant attacks from the former president and his allies. Yet how and when to do so has confounded the governor. Because when he hits against Trump, he's supposed to be MAGA. So if you're America first, and you're going against the architect of America first, it's it's untenable. You can't do it. The be If he really wants to win against Trump, he has to win without attacking Trump. And Trump can attack him as being an ungrateful, but I'm telling you, the only way for... The only avenue for DeSantis to the White House is to get on the ticket or to try to beat Trump, not at his own game, but despite Trump. So if Trump attacks you, you just got to let it, you know, you got to dust that off. There's my signal if he wants to. 
NBC News, Nikki Haley, Biden is likely to die within five years. The recent polls showing voter concern over Joe Biden's age. Republicans are divided about whether it should be a line of attack. As the 2024 race heats up, my line of attack is a vote for Joe Biden is a vote for Kamala Harris for president. So that's what they should use, Republicans. So I want to get off, uh, I want to go to my um, cigar review. I just brought it back quickly to see if, I love, this is the cigar I had. Um, uh, this is the cigar I had recently, the Reserve Rare Great Cigar. I grew up, or, or I, I cut my teeth, so to speak, on uh, Romeo and Julieta before uh, I was introduced to the plethora of other great brands. Um, this was my go-to. People, there are plenty of people that said Oliva, and then Partagas, and then Punch, and uh, Davidoff, and... There, there are a lot of great brands. I'm not dissing any grant, uh, brands, but the one I gravitated to, which was the best for me, um, I really started on Macanudo, but after Macanudo, I moved to Romeo and Julieta. Great cigars. This is from Holt Clubhouse. Um, best Romeo and Julieta cigars, Romeo and Julieta 1875, mid-medium Dominican Republic, uh, Indonesian rapper, Indian, uh, Romeo and Julieta Reserva Real, um, medium Dominican Republic, Ecuador, Connecticut rapper. And this is the one I'll be featuring today, which is a Romeo and Julieta Reserve. Uh, Romeo and Julieta Reserve relies on a slightly more intense blend of premium Nicaraguan and Honduran binder and filler tobaccos beneath an oily Nicaraguan cover leaf. Hickory and coffee bean notes, pleasantly meld, in an earthy and zesty finale in a handful of thicker shapes that deliver an effortless draw taste, a media version of a Romeo in well-made reserve blend. I loved this cigar. Um, it's more of a traditional cigar because a lot of the new cigars have, you know, fancy changes in the flavor profile as you go through the cigar. This is more traditional cigar. So in the beginning, it's, it's, you know, pretty mild, but as you get into the meat of the cigar and the second and thirds, it's really quite a delicious cigar. And then they uh, go on to say, uh, Romeo and Julieta Vintage is a mid-medium, Dominican Republic, Eastern Ecuador wrapper, and then the Romeo and Julieta uh, 1875 Nicaragua, medium blend Nicaragua and Nicaraguan wrapper. Those are the ones they recommend. All great cigars, uh, traditional um, cigars, most of the medium-bodied, um, uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet do have some Maduro. Um, if that's your scene, uh, check them out. Love this brand. Have always loved this brand. And I go back to it from time to time. So it's really, it's really worth, um, worth a try. If you're in, I would go for, uh, this reserve, uh, the reserve, uh, real is also, um, very good. Um, really give it a try. Romeo and Juliet, a great brand. They have a, a whole, a plethora of, of different shapes, sizes, and uh, series, which are all uh, extremely, extremely good. Um, I love them. I love them. But now it's, I'm more of an Avo, and then um, Rocky Patel is what I'm into now. Mostly Avo, Rocky Patel, and when, when I'm feeling a little cheap, um, I go to uh, Perdomo. So, uh, but Avo, but I will have, I'm going to do a review of a Rocket Patel uh, next week. 
Uh, it's the weekend. Happy Friday. Uh, and the weather's nice out. Maybe I'll smoke my Rocky right now. Um, and I also bought, uh, I also bought um, a bottle of uh, Glenlivet. Um, 15 year. Is it 15 year? Great stuff. Delicioso. So that's it for me, Rudy's Revelation Podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment down below, share uh, this episode, and have a great weekend. I'll see you next week. Leave a comment down below. Let me know what's up. All right, see ya. This is all a conspiracy. Don't you know that it's a conspiracy? the New World Order.